Season 3, Episode 12, Duck and Cover, Go Low. To PPE or not to PPE, asks Sarah. No matter the philosophy driving work practice, business is always tested at the pointy end of the law when the boundaries of work, health and safety are tested. The team debate the mandates for the use of personal protective equipment, PPE. Sarah and Alan argue the logic of context and circumstance driving the consideration. Trage assumes the role of the zealous prosecutor and exclaims that if the sign instructs wear PPE, well, one must comply. Do you always follow the rules, Trage? Just because they're written, Sarah teases and concedes that she is not one to often follow the rules because she hardly trusts most of the thought processes that engineered the rules. She challenges everything, well, almost. Alan laments the use of hard hats when nothing is likely to fall from the sky and Trage explains a case in which obesity saved a man's life. Yes, that's right. Save demands life in the absence of the correct PPE. The team carry the conversation into the milieu of the home office environment. Do you have a fire extinguisher and blanket at home? Go low, says Trage, who's always equipped with such home office provisions. Sarah admits that she is more familiar with the dodgeball movie, Dodge, Duck, Dive, Dip and Dodge. Thank you very much for proposing this topic, Dr. Elise Crawford of CQ University. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, willing and able. DJ Code Red Sabre. We're gonna get this started. Yeah. This is how we starting it. Let's get started. 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 Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fitkovsky, Sarah Pazell and Alan Girl. Dr. Elise Crawford. Okay. And she and I are about to embark on a book about good work design. And she and Nectarios Keranikis. Uh, Dr. Nectarios, who I believe you both know quite well, and I have been working on papers about good work design. We just had something published in uh, a conference proceedings with the Chartered Institute of Ergonomics and Human Factors and a little excerpt in their magazine, The Ergonomist. Now, Elise is a clever cookie. Very clever. Very clever cookie. And she's asked us to talk a little bit about personal protective equipment. Uh, Can controlling risks sometimes go too far? What are these boundaries of PPE? To PPE or not to PPE? Now, you had something you were talking about earlier on. Hierarchy of controls. Hierarchy of controls, which again, uh, you know, are one way of looking at things, but might not be comprehensive enough in the system or not by agile enough to consider all the nuances of work rather than what performance is required. But there mm. are there are some real fundamentals. You yeah. often tell me, Trej, that no matter what philosophy, ontology, discipline, mm. practice, there is still going to be a test at the pointy end of law. Were <laughs> you safe or not safe? Full stop. And prosecutorial team will investigate this, no matter what thinking yeah. went in behind how you were managing systems. So I'm keen on mm. this. So t- tell me yeah, about yeah. now, we've also been talking about distributed work and work from home and these issues about PPE come up. Like yeah. just the other day I, on a webinar, a mm. colleague had a safety share. Before oh, we talk about... Sorry to interrupt you, Sarah. Um, what, <laughs> Uh-oh. Sorry. Uh, what... <laughs> PPE, what does that mean? Oh, I said it in full. My very academic, good quality self said personal protective equipment, bracket, ah, bracket, PPE. Thank you. <laughs> Remember in season one, we talked about that with male strippers? 
what oh. PPE would they wear? Yes, but it's all of these initials, <laughs> these acronyms. acronyms and you make them always um, have a go at me for that. Oh, no, yeah. I'm going to try my best to... Wind it back. Listen, I spelled it out. Thanks. Uh, good. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know that. No, no, catch me on. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm so engrossed. Catch me on that. Personal protective equipment, all right? Good. Is your PPE. Thanks PPE. for asking. Um, yeah, so, so there was a safety share, and a colleague talked about um, before we went into in-depth technology, she just said, I just want to pause. You guys are all dialing in remotely, right? We're on our Zoom or Teams call or whatever system, Google. And... Has anybody got a fire blanket and a fire extinguisher at home? And I went, uh, actually, I don't. Do right? you? Do you that? No, I don't. I I'm going to order one. See, you do. In each but room. She showed uh, a colleague in each of hers. room. Uh, one in the bedroom, and one in the music room. And do you and have one drills? Outside the Barbie. Do you have drills Pretty so much. people know at home how to use them? Five Honestly. Drills. Oh, well, yeah, we've got... Drills, yeah, regular full, drills. Uh, full, all your family uh, knows how to use it if they need it. Full disclosure, apparently one of Renee's fears was the house catching on fire. She would ruminate it. Uh-huh. Not, not that there was a fire, but in her mind... Past trauma. Uh, Do you have her permission to reveal that? Uh, not yet, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, Renee, I'll work Renee, on, I'll work on we'll, it. we'll check on yeah, this again. Okay. I'll work on the consent aspect later, <laughs> the, the, the NDA, and we'll work that out. No, we... Full disclosure here. So, in addition to the blanket, in mm-hmm. addition to the the little handheld, I'm ordering one. Yeah, we've got them. A blanket. No, and, the, and a, fi- fire fi- a handheld one. A yeah, fire like blanket. A, what do you call them? I don't quail. have one quail. at home. Quell. That's the now, brand. You can't go to work without some being at a plate workplace. And now we're working yeah. from home. Do all your employees have a fire blanket and a so, fire yeah, so extinguisher? So obviously the, the smoke alarms is part of the uh, the uh, building compliance. Yeah. But no, do I've we know this. they're functioning for all our employees who are working from home? Do the test. So it's really interesting point. Okay, in the safety show, they showed the refrigerator blowing up and they had and there were two instances her friend and then another colleague where there was a start of a fire but they had the fire blanket to stop it in time and you do the go go low go 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 duck and cover oh that's what what, what? tell me uh, go 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 low you know that the little song and you go under the low low no i didn't grow up see i've even got yeah what about duck and cover duck and cover post uh, during the cold war die from dodgeball movie i know that duck (laughs) duck and cover when when the uh if there was the fear of a soviet nuclear attack duck and cover well well this is go go low but Again, see if you're into popular culture as much as so I am. So go low and yeah, you just yeah go get low. Get away make, from the smoke. Yeah, get away from the smoke. That kind okay. of stuff. But anyway, so what do you do? So yeah, so in addi- yeah, yeah, the drills. So in addition to the equipment, we had a conversation about this, and we have next to the blanket and next to the the little fire extinguisher a set of throwover rung ladders. Yeah, the, the ropes, the rope, like uh, that you quickly. You are climbing family. It is a yeah, climbing, climbing family. family. And you, is this so and you I'll can this. escape through a window? Yeah. Really? Off. And I'll show you this. Yeah, this is, um, again, I'm really? not, I didn't drive all this. It, it was a meeting of the minds and uh, it's in our bedroom and there are, Right outside of the the windows, there's sort of that old Ashgrovian style window. There's, there's like a, a seat window seat thing. There are hooks, and there are two hooks, and these there are the hooks are still there. So if there was a fire, we couldn't get out. We have the Hook, the uh, rung, rung, and it's also the level of risk assessment here is that the hooks are deliberately put over, obviously to access but if you do have a bit of a fall and a stumble you land on a bush so we've even cushioned the potential for further. The- i have 
particular Have you timed this. it? Have you trialled it? No, no, we haven't actually we'll climbed down, but we've thrown the ladders. Yeah, we've hooked the... Well, thing. it's not easy to climb out of No, and I thought... I, I don't so this is, a, this, is a, this is safety equipment, not just PPE, sorry, but I but I had to say that this really struck me as, I, wow, I, I don't an know if the ladder's moment. compliant, but my point is it's going to be better than not having one. We've got it from Heppertown, like with the kids' place. How current is your first aid kit, right? I've got one in the car. Do you have one also in the home ready to go? Yeah, we've got a big first aid box. Fire equipment for bee stings. So yes, asking, for bee stings. Well, if we're asking people to, to work from home, you yeah. know, do we have the same provisions? It should be wonderful to look into that and see whether or not you're actually yeah. required to have those things. Well, I'm just oh, saying there well, are electrical. Fire. We're no longer be, doing electrical be. testing like at the workplace. They yeah. were electrical it, it, it testing is a on workplace. It's tagging. So, here's the thing: tag well, and test, it, but not at home. Yeah, so it may not. It may or may not be required, but. Getting back to your prickly point, Sarah. Prickly point. If it's a legal question, it will be asked, just like you asked. It can so get tested the point, if there's a fire. I think you said fire. pointy, not prickly. Yes, yeah, sorry, quick. So for everybody. So what, what did Elise want? What? what yeah. And Elise asked, asked about PPE yeah. in the workplace and what happens. Can you go too far? Yes. So, you know, Trish, tell us about well, the one you were talking about. Yeah, it's an interesting question, though, because I remember, in fact, the conference where I first saw you and I tried to meet you, but you were too famous. I wasn't able to get near you. Oh, you were in the back row. Yeah, I just couldn't popcorn. get anywhere near you. Okay. There were people <laughs> saying, stand back. Yeah, yeah. Stand back. This is Sarah's at an, presenting. At an AIHS. Yeah, there was the Australian Institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you look too sus, mate. Australian Institute of Health and Safety. Yeah, Sarah was in Sydney. And I remember it. It was a fantastic presentation. The shadow on, walked in does, and it yeah. was Trage, the shadow of Trage. Oh, Do you notice that the, the, the room goes quiet? Oh, yeah, it was very in. commanding. It was like, yeah. They go, uh, uh-oh, hold on, hold yeah, your brain, yeah, brain now, buckle in, we're and in I trouble, thought, we're in know, trouble. So I guess What's I, this wild mouth so going to say? I ditched that to watch this, and, and that was the the time, but there was also a speaker. But wait on, what's that got to do with PPE? I tell you a minute, a speaker <laughs> at, the same, at the same conference spoke before Sarah, but in another room, with respect to exactly what you're talking about in your colleague, and that is when you can overcook the whole PPE and other things and clutter. So he, he did a whole heap of research on OHS clutter. I don't mean clutter in the worksite mess, Mm-mm. but clutter like how much is enough of well, look, warnings, even inductions, like- uh, signage, clutter. And it really you know, grabbed grab me. And that's an extension of what you're saying. We need, to, we need to ask workers, if they're making workarounds, why? What's happening? What's not supporting their needs? So out on construction sites or roadwork sites or whatever, mm. uh, warehousing is another example. I see guys all the time that have their like their Stanley knives, and that's, told, that's explained as a no-no in the workplace, and yet they just wait, take it out of the pocket, use it. They've got to open, break tape, open boxes, do whatever. Mm. They use it all the time. I see guys all the time who don't want to use gloves, and I can understand that. It can affect touch, mm. tactile sensitivity. It can affect grasp. And, There's a and huge range of gloves now, though. Huge can... range of gloves, but when in ergonomics, we often look at sometimes the gloves that are prescribed can reduce power loss of your grasp up to 20%. So did we reevaluate that task for strength and endurance capacities? Like some of this is just not considered, and we just tick the box and go PPE as though that's an intervention for the design mm-hmm. of work. And what you you were talking about lawn mowing, I think it was, Trish. Well, yeah. In fact, here we are hypothesising about this, but I'm astounded in this day and age when, first of all, for all our listeners know this, I know it's trite, but it's worth repeating. PPE, in terms of the rung of the hierarchy of control, where is it? 
It's very almost the bottom. Oh, why is that? If you look at a traditional hierarchy control, yeah. where yeah. is it? It's pr- it, it's a lower order control, right? Mm. Yeah. It's a low rung. It's a low rung. Ladder example. It's at the bottom, right? Is, is it, it given? Is it above or below administrative control? Ah, here's the thing. Is it above or below? I would say they're both low. They're, yeah, so they're so both low. It's, it's, we, it's it, so they, they go hand in hand. Higher order, right? Of yeah. of can you eliminate? Correct. Can you substitute? Can you re-engineer? Full stop. And then mm. down the bottom are are there behavioral administrative yeah. controls and PPE? Who's gonna stop this? We're gonna stop this. But it's just down. They're both it's, down they're both low. Like, where would you put it? Where would you put a set of ear, ear oh, Traditionally, it's down before below. or above, or put on earplugs, or don't put the machine on unless you have earplugs. It's one. My house, it is the bottom they of go the traditional triangle of yeah. the hierarchy now, of I'm control. Saying deliberately, so some of our listeners might, re- yeah, they might have a passion for this lower order, and they might say, "No, no, I would put goggles." Yeah, but don't, administrative don't controls that, of training yeah. or changing but the way people work let's and just hoping say, they comply. You know, being provocative. Let's just say they're cl- it's not even provocative. They're clustered at the bottom, right? They're at the bottom, and yet we see a reliance on them. I love them, and I, I would I would never start up my mower or my whippersnipper unless I've got my goggles, got my hat, slip, slop, slap. <laughs> uh, you name it, I do it. And, no, um, for friends in America, right? Oh yeah, tell them what slip, slop, slip, slop, slap. Can you sing it? I know. Slip, slop, I've got slap. a lisp right now. Slip on a shirt, slap on sunscreen and slop on a hat. I had a weird migraine that hat. messed up my, my yeah. S's. I have but a lisp. But it's important because again. I've done my fair share of exhaustion cases to know. Too many S words. Slip, slop, slip. Slap. slip on a shirt. Slip on a shirt. Slop uh, on a hat. Slop on some sunscreen. And slap on, slap on a hat. Slap is that, on is a that hat. right, I think Alan? so. I think well, more so. or less. But essentially, you slip you're, you're slip slopping and slapping, right? right, yeah, right yeah, you have a slip slop slap. You put on that cream. But then I put my audiologist, they molded this to make sure that the you know, tinnitus doesn't keep. So I've got all the gear, put it on, and my goggles, but really cool ones. They're like they're sun visor ones. And, and it's important. I look like, like Bono. You know, what about things like welding, where the PP is extremely important? So, again, yeah, yeah, a yeah. static hierarchy of controls better be contextualized in a system of work. So, sometimes it's more important than... It's embedded. It's, it's prescribed it's, it's in it. It's, it's, it's not a lower-rung thing. It's, yeah. it's like an astronaut Same wearing like a suit. in healthcare, too. You yeah. know, you have to wear your surgical yeah. gloves, da-da-da. So, so, in some instances, you're. I think what I hear you saying yeah. is that that would jump higher on that hierarchy it's, of it's control. Part of it. so you, you just have to do it. You have to use Bloodborne pathogens, and, and, but yes. then there's you the challenge of things like in ergonomics. You see this this trend to looking at exoskeletons, but yeah. I, I just go, well, hang on, that actually still falls in the category of PPE. And if there's an over reliance on this, what else are we doing in the system of care that could improve yeah. and mitigate exposures to really awkward human tasks? Can you can you cobot robot? Can you automate? Yeah. Can you do something else? Yeah. See, some of that PPE, like you're mentioning with that, and like whether it's health or whether it's the welding, and on the that, moon too, right? The moon, how you how much can be done? You need a drones? How much? Uh, in, workspaces how much can be done mm, robotically yeah. so that that ppe put, put that aside that is actually embedded in the prescription through the guidelines and the standards the nature of the work we're talking about just the casual yeah if you okay like. so casual, say casual stuff, stuff that's on the sign more routine to stuff 1319 mm. of 94 stuff on the sign when you got your goggles you got your boots you got your you know stuff say that, what that is ah oh, yes australian standard 1319 
1994, which is wow. a beautiful standard. It's one of my favourites. <laughs> you know it's the dedicated year? The signage, illust- oh, yeah, illustrations, and it talks about this is a prescribed sign, the colour, the use, the, the, the font, all these other things, these glorious things about signage. Okay. Again, it's still lower order. So I'm talking about, oh, shall I slip these gloves on? Uh, with the, I've got the knife on. We're not talking about abattoir works or, you know, meat works where... Um, All right, so some, some routine tasks and PPE. Well, abattoir works is interesting um, yeah, done a few uh, because you, they often went chain mail yes. or plate mail yeah, all yeah, the way yeah. up. Um, but but it's, it's not that simple. Like, you can put on a full, complete... Uh, Chainmail suit. Yes, but then you sweat, and then yes. when you sweat, you get there's all sorts of skin conditions. There's trade-offs. Yeah, there's trade-offs. In, so in good work, you've got to understand the trade-offs. Yeah, yeah. it is. So, but uh, the but now, but the, the new technology. So, but in terms of Elisa's point about PPE, mm. you, yes, you can go too far. If you wore complete chainmail in Queensland, then you're going to get too hot. Well, so you might pass out. You might detectives pay. and police officers, and even uh, you remember back mm-hmm. in the day when you had uh, conductors on trams and buses and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, and they would complain about the weight of their belts, their yep. low back. Mm-hmm. You know, but good design. Getting back to your domain, the introduction of titanium and really ultra ultra thin titanium chainmail does reduce a lot of that. Uh, those issues you mentioned, but it's expensive. The area, my patch, the area I had was all the. Mergen and all the other meatworks. So we did a lot of prosecutions, Kingaroy, all the various uh, piggeries and so on and so forth. There was one particular case where there was no mesh belt. Indeed, it was just an apron. And of course, the 11 centimetre penetration into the fellow's belly could have been prevented if he had some chain mail around his waist. And what saved his life was... Or a plate. They often wore plates too. But unfortunately, he didn't have any of that. He just had a plastic apron. And you know what saved his life? Being obese, it was it was what? the uh, yeah, all the blubber. Yeah. It actually didn't penetrate any vital organ because of his <laughs> beer gut. Seriously, I'm very serious. It's a prosecution okay, idea. So, so you know, <laughs> very know how... very serious. All right, so you know, oh, that, but isn't life wonderful? Well, this that is gut it. Yeah, that's him. what protected you. It saved him. <laughs> his employer should have given him a plastic mesh, but his beer gut saved him. Well, it's isn't funny because ironic? we talked. We've talked about fat shaming in season two, and there's no all shame this. There. There's all this. <laughs> No shame with the beer gut. It saved his life. 11 centimetres. 11 centimetres. I haven't thought of that case in 20 years. Wow. I'm glad we opened that. You those did. cobwebs, cleared those cobwebs, yeah. opened up that yeah. corridor and that brain of yours. There's no fat shaming there. In fact, beer gut. It saved his life. Colleague. Who's going to stop this? We're going to stop this. On the tree. Uh, what is that? University of Michigan Transport Research Institute, I believe. And they do a lot of work on... Ingress and egress, getting in yes. and out of vehicles, trucks, etc. And they do everything from looking at ground force reaction, a reaction plate when you step down out of the vehicle, why you should mm. be facing the vehicle versus facing forward, the impact through your joints, all this kind of stuff, really in-depth biomechanics. But what they found was that there are a lot of assumptions in health and well-being that you must be lighter weight to be healthier at work. You know, it must be within your BMI context of, of good weight. However, the larger operators that would get in and out of their trucks were more cautious and traveled slower and the light, healthy, fit, Da, da, da. They and would jump. face outward and jump because yeah. they didn't have any fear about it, right? So there's a behavioral mm. change in the profile of that worker. I'm going to keep my eye out for those guys get out of their ram cars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, his job was to blow leaves, mow the lawn, clean the toilets, pretty much what grounds people do, right? So he used this leaf blower a lot. And unfortunately, as a result of the sustained and constant use, and I should say he'd worked... And it's not, it's not like a residential home where you might use no. the leaf blower for half an hour. He would have been doing an hour, two hours blowing on the leaf blower. And, ah, and that, that was part of the contention. Uh, his employer said, we didn't expect you to, to blow for that many hours, mm. but, but he said, there are leaves and I need to do my job. Mm. Or words to that effect. So, so we if we're lawn mowing at home prolonged. to organise our home office area, right? So 85 to 95 decibels, but he'd been doing this for like 16 years. Mm. Mm. And what? So that's hearing, talk, ah, yes, hearing, hearing loss. Hearing loss. And here's the challenge for most employers and for individuals that have symptoms is it's a cumulative, prolonged, over time yes. experience of hearing loss. So if you change jobs, where did it start? Who's responsible? Mm. All these kinds of questions make it difficult for for communicable diseases and chronic issues yeah. and cumulative expense, you know, um, And, and here's, here's the big question. Did they consult with him? And this is the thing. No. So what? No, they never told no. him how to protect his oh, hearing? At one stage there were they no said, um, headphones, said, no we, earplugs, no yeah, nothing? At one stage they said, we, we, we had a plant inventory. We were aware of the Makita RBL 250 because uh, we requisitioned this in that's, 2011. That's the lawnmower, to yeah, be clear? Yeah, oh, the, the, uh, the blower. The, the blower, blower, mate. The, the mower. This was oh, the, the blower and the mower. Yeah, the, the lot. <laughs> and, you know, and we assessed, and this is the part that it, I find very curious about, by hiding behind the, the audit checklist, by simply saying, oh, we assess the part of a plant and equipment checklist as being used on the grounds in the car park, and we reported the noise as being 85 to 95. So by virtue of acknowledging that this thing existed... And it was noisy. And it was noisy. Yeah. That apparently, that was it. Job done. Uh, over 85 DBA decibels for extended periods can cause permanent hearing loss. But what's extended? What's your threshold tolerance versus somebody else, right? Well, I think if it's and your day-to-day And what else do you do? Do you go job. to concerts? Do you go, you know, what else are you doing to expose mm. yourself to hearing loss? The thing, the thing about hearing protection it's like gloves there's lots and lots of different types and yeah but this was a school wasn't it it was a school and he he would use the blower one to two hours per day five days a week so the issue of contention was that his employer said well we didn't ask him to do that amount we can see here is an example where ppe or the right ppe with the right amount of consultation and the right amount of i guess interest in the mm-hmm. well-being and the welfare of the worker may have minimised these. You need to know, yeah. you need, there, you, there must be some known risks at work. And this is where in work design, it's more than co-design. So sometimes there's a lot of talk about we need co-design and consultation with workers. Absolutely. But sometimes if you ask workers, it'll be a, she'll be right, mate. Yeah. So there needs to be some science and evidence yeah. and a design process is facilitated by someone who's very knowledgeable in the discipline of design. Thanks. What are those processes? So it's a, it is a collaborative partnership, but it needs to be well-informed. Mm. They were not Here's a catchphrase, getting back to your point about consultation. They were not regular attendees of the workplace. So notwithstanding the item... Who, 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 the lawnmower? The employers. So they were not regular attendees. The evidence of the injured worker was preferred because Mm. his side of the story had... Like Mm. his version had the truth Mm. because 
upon requisitioning the item and assessing it as being fit for purpose, they're done. Mm -hmm. And it's a good example of, well, we're monitoring uh, the extent to which this person was or was not using PPE. Were you asking about just how loud it is, knowing this blaster has 85 to 90 decibels? Mm -hmm. Did you ask, look, how many hours are you doing this? That exposure is and over time. Are you actually wearing the, the PPE? And And do you understand what the impact is? Does somebody even understand what hearing loss is, how it represents, what, even if you're not aware, are other people saying, you're not hearing me, are you getting feedback? And do you understand what the implications could be? Like, even with your family, how frustrated they become Mm -hmm. with you. So by educating people, they might make better informed decisions also. They need to have some health literacy. Well, the argument that you said they raised, which was, we didn't ask him to do the job. That's a, that's a very hard argument. How to do you run not know what somebody's doing? It well, they should be monitoring. Yeah, they yeah. Be. He he simply said this. I recall that some of the equipment I used would change whenever the employer and cleaning contract for the school I was working with would change. However, the blower I was using to clean the schoolyard at Willoware Public School, it's been the same for about the last seven to eight years. So, but the point is, his job's a grounds person, and leaves scatter on the ground and you blow the leaves away. Mm. No, there's no complexity to it. So whether you do it for five minutes or one hour, see, that level of specificity didn't go in. PPE and consult. So a girlfriend and I just sent me a text and it says, guess what, our washing machine short-circuited the house a mm. hundred times this weekend. But what I'm saying here is just that talk we just had a moment about ago about any electrical issues, potential fires, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And here we are. I'm going to ask her, does she have a fire extinguisher and a fire blanket at home? She works from home all the time. This is happening live. Live, yes. right now, <laughs> hot off the press, just now, coincidentally. See, PPE identified on safe work practices and safe operating procedures. Workers must be trained in the CLGSWP, the what? model number, <laughs> operating petrol blower. Now, we're not speaking against mm-hmm. one blower than any other blower no, we're just no, saying we're just to be clarified yeah. just to clarify it's not a piece of equipment we're dissecting it's the practice all right so in answer to lisa's question trash says wear as much as possible <laughs> I, I say you don't have to I wear it depends. all all the time and i say it's contextualized say it it's yep. contextualized by the nature of that work and also if people are already making workarounds and refusing to use it why is it making their job more difficult can that work be redesigned so always looking at look at design and use it could be the intention for its use how is it applied is it because they should use it and they don't have the education awareness or knowledge or is it because it actually is problematic like making their grip strength diminish right so you must have those those agile systems of detection and action always in place think your waterfall yeah, project I'm, management I'm with and agile. you I'm with you you, you. If, if the PPE has a purpose, then use it. And If not, examine with, it. If, examine if you, I'm not saying yeah. don't, just examine it. But if, uh, if you can't find a reason for having the PPE, or maybe look a bit harder, but if you still can't find a reason is for it, it then is it, is it really necessary? Ask. Trash would say yes. Trash would say the science took the words out about what's Oh my gosh, I would be you. a rebel if I was the a sign. teenager in your house. Oh, we would. This would be challenging. I was the. T- I snuck out of the window at home. In Did the- you have a red bladder too? <laughs> 
yeah, you borrow ladder. mine. Now I know what to do with that rope ladder. So I was a you, teenager uh, and I'd sneak are, are, out. Are you poo-pooing my sign obsession? So <laughs> let, let, let me throw this back. So behavioural-based, man. There, I'm so not there. You've got a sign, just like we've got a sign here that says no drinks. Are you looking at my lemonade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like American lemonade sauce, especially being in no drinks. Look, no food waste in beans. Kanye says. Kanye says. Yeah, but that's what? not saying no drinks. Yes. Read it. No food waste in bins makes Kanye less sad. Yeah, but that's that He's a controversial say no character. Which that's is, a very confusing sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to slurp my drink uh, it's, it's a music room. We, we, we need to be grateful that we've got access to it. No, but so are you saying there's a sign? <laughs> I bet that sign doesn't pass the Australian standard. Yeah, no, you're, you're there's you're no way that'd be a 1319. Right, no no way. But look, there's a sign. And the sign's got just your caps, your high vis, and your hard hat, do and your you, goggles. Do you listen to what everybody says just because they said it? And Look, do you trust the source? See, I never trust the source. The so this Lord. is what we're talking about. Who's got power? <laughs> Bare minimum it, compliance is not always this Okay, practice. all right. Let me... Let, all right, no, we're saying with signs, the sign. on the other hand. Sign, if there's a sign... Signs, see? It's a sign. Yeah, this is probably more helpful. I see a Two sign. Two-part sign. Oh, and hold on. In your house, do you have signs? Fire extinguisher sign. No, no, it's, it's just a conversation. <laughs> this sign, all right. The sign is quite a detailed sign. First three images, it says... This must be worn or observed, right? You got one, two, three. And then the second part of the sign is when necessary. How much one, do two, signs three. really inform so, behavior and motivate behavior, though? Just a sign. Like, there are so many other better ways of educating and making things real and well, useful and consulting. Clearly, it's very powerful. It's, it's powerful for trash. It's I, visual. I, we can use this, it's, Alan. It's, what signs? What behavior do we want? Yeah, we hold them up. The sign and hold action. <laughs> Stop. Stop in the name of love. Stop. Treat me to chocolate. It's on the sign. Sign. <laughs> It's T-shirts, you got, yeah, come on, it's stop in the name. Yeah. There we go. That's what I wanted to get out of it. We're gonna right. start this. We're gonna start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able, satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the verse precise and rehearse. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah, and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time. Who's gonna start this? We're gonna start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able. Satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the verse precise and rehearse. Toys are getting turfed. Like time and never stop. One off the cleverest. Gonna get to the top. Like in climbing Everest. Never sinking. Never stinking. Always thinking. And on the microphone definitely never drinking. Set to disarm and set off your alarm. The one with the microphone tattoo.